0: From Equine, Equine Connection, the, the Academy, Academy of Equine, Equine Assisted, Assisted Learning.
1: Hi, I'm Carrie. I'm Carolyn. And I'm Carson. Welcome to our podcast. You will be listening to some of our best moments of helping people to live their best lives and all while, get this, working with horses. We will be your hosts and have tons of guests along the way. Subscribe today and happy listening. Ah! Hello. Hello. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good night. Depending on where you are, we are super happy to be back again on a live. Yeah. A few weeks off I think, yes! at this point. So hopefully you guys are just waiting for us to come back <laughs> so you can get a little bit more of the equine connection team in your life. You bet. Today we are being interviewed, so it's kind of cool. We've got uh, Kent from nine business group in here and he is going to be interviewing us just on how we got to where we're at, I guess. And we've known Kent for probably I would
0: say 11 years, maybe 10 years, but Kent definitely helped us to change the entire way that we actually did our business. So what we actually made money. So he really is super exciting to work with because he takes you completely outside of the box and thinking and it's so nice because sometimes when we're in business, you know, our brains are just in those four walls. And we have a tough time seeing the forest through the trees. Mm-hmm. So he is wonderful and beautiful and making our own business brains think. Whoosh! And
1: he, he challenges us. And he so, makes you do the work. <laughs> yeah, because there's a lot of things. You do. Why aren't you doing this? Yeah. Well, I don't know, Kent. Like, why are you asking that? Like, He's very good at challenging you to think outside the box for yourself, too, and maybe where you could be rather than just where you are. So without further ado, I guess we'll introduce ourselves first. Again, my name is Carolyn Charles. I'm the director of sales and marketing, as well as an instructor and facilitator for the Equine Connection the Academy of Equine Assisted Learning, Inc. <laughs> Hi, and I'm Kerry Fulmec, the
0: owner and or founder, I guess you would say, and master instructor globally helping humans just like you and I who have dreamt all your life or maybe even recent of working with horses to be able to help humans to be able to move forward. But we work with our horses in a completely different way and it's always the number one is the welfare of our horse first. We partner with them in our business. So it's actually them who are the teachers and we are your facilitators. So it is one of the most purposeful, fulfilling, Rewarding careers, seriously, to have on this earth. It's just been super exciting.
1: It just rocks, guys. That's all there is to really <laughs> horses and people. Woo! Doesn't get better than that. Okay, so without further ado, let's add Kent in here as well. So you guys can meet Kent. Here he comes. There he is. Hi wow. Kent. <laughs> Morning, <Mark>. ladies. <laughs> Thank you for the
2: uh, wonderful introduction and warm introduction. It's it's a pleasure to be here. Um, just a, a quick funny story. I mean, when I started the idea of the success stories about a year ago, the whole premise was to celebrate what was. I mean, Alberta, Western Canada has had our own economic challenges in the last three to five years, to say the least. And what I thought would be important is to start sharing success stories of just people we know. Um, giving everybody a reminder that what what you think might be possible probably is to step up. And, and now that COVID's kind of come and gone or stayed, whatever it is, it is um, these success stories and people doing their best and learning and growing and growing their businesses probably never more important than ever. But just, yeah, Kent Bame, business and leadership coach. I've been working with business owners in Western Canada for 16, 17 years now. And, uh, yeah, as a business coach, I'm running my own business coaching office for the better part of... 10, 11, 12 years now, something like that. And I've had the pleasure of working in probably every industry, every sector. I've had clients as far west of Vietnam, uh, into Quebec, as far south as Houston, many parts of the world. Been a keynote speaker in three major continents. My largest audience was, in fact, Vietnam, with over 900 people in the audience, which is a whole different experience. So lots of fun and definitely different. But I really like to focus on, on Carrie and Carolyn today, kind of where you guys were like what was day one of business like, uh, what's life like today, but some of those success stories and some of those fun moments. So let's, let's go in the way back machine and tell us about day one of operation in year one. And where did the idea come from for equine connection? What did, what was the original dream?
0: Well, for myself, the original dream since I was a little girl was to be able to work with horses my mom was a single mom so we traveled 25 times between saskatchewan and calgary and in every move my mother would promise to buy me a horse because i had to keep doing these moves (laughs) however she was a very very poor single mom so what she did was she bought me a 25 cent garage sale book how to look after horses and i tell you from that moment on it was always my dream however the one thing I started looking for just before I was turning into my 40s, so probably around 38, 39, my whole thing was, what's my real purpose on earth? Don't get me wrong. We all have purpose going through this entire life. But I wanted something so purposeful that on my last breath, I could even say, oh, my gosh, you did actually do something really great in this world that didn't require what material things. I was done with doing material things, always been an entrepreneur. I can sell anything to anyone, but at the same time, I just didn't want to go that route anymore. So when I discovered that I could actually have a business with horses that didn't require riding horses, Mm -hmm. that's when I'm like, what? I didn't even know anything like this existed. And of course at that time, which was like 13 years ago, I sucked at technology, like beyond comprehension. My mom was 10 times better than I was. So I had met Carolyn doing one of my entrepreneurial jobs and I really loved Carolyn's team effort, loyalty and the trust. And this is one thing I loved about her too. Even if she was sick, she would come in. Now that makes me happy because then I know she's really dedicated to the whole goal of creating and making these yeah. things work. So I asked I may her, not have been pretty, but <laughs> I came in <laughs> and then I'll send her to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. But, but anyways, the bonus with asking Carolyn to be on the team and she had no horse experiences. I was looking for the technology, the website, the marketing, she had a degree in PR. So it was things that I thought could really complement this new business that I was going to get into. And trust me. I at 40 didn't want to restart a new business, but I just needed that purposeful piece. So, in case I die, because my whole thing is I can die today. So, if I can die today, what is it that I'm doing to make Earth, world, humans,
1: everything a little bit better for everyone? Yeah. Even, even that first um, client you got, though, it wasn't something that was expected. Like, you were planning on having a year no! to set up and practice things and everything else. And then a client walks through the door And says yeah we'd like to hire you so what do you do well you 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 do it (laughs) ready or not
0: you make sure because that contract that very first contract that we ever had was a nine-year contract Mm -hmm. with the zigzika youth medicine lodge so that was a win but remember we still weren't making money that's why mr kent came (laughs) into our lives
2: two years later but anyway so
0: yeah i digress
2: So that sounds fun. So why don't we leave, why don't we ask the question then? So in business uh, going on now a uh, little over 10 years, what has been your proudest achievement? If you could pick one, maybe three tops, what have been the proudest achievements?
0: The proudest achievements I think is, well, for me personally, yeah, you go, then I'll go. mine <laughs> is being very conscious and being very aware of just living in the moment like a horse does but the biggest thing to everything is the welfare of the horse to finally understand you are not using horses using horses as a tool is no way to get to success or achievement with the human beings that are coming in so where's our soapbox let's go no seriously (laughs) if we are not looking after these beautiful magnificent creatures who change humans lives every day we live and breathe we are doing it all wrong so for me, that's my
1: number one achievement. And I guess the number two would be the humans, but. Yeah, I think, and well, mine would be that we look at the horse in a different way too. But from a, a personal like business standpoint of achievement is the fact that we are a global organization mm. that we started just this little nothing. Thing. Yeah, this little big thing that was there. And you know, and like kudos to Carrie's, she's got this driver, like nothing stops, like dog with a bone, she's going for <laughs> it, right? And if we didn't have that, we wouldn't be there at all but it's i think it's so amazing and a coup for us that we've taken this little bitty thing and it's now across the globe. Shh. Oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think that is so cool like and when you say that to people people are like oh wow and i'm like that is cool. It you know, is. <laughs> to all totally tuna no right? That is <laughs> <awesome>. Okay <laughs> so like it's so cool that we've we've come from that to where we are now and it still it still is as personal it still is as meaningful to us it's no, we've never gotten to big business brain it's just been but it's it's still exactly how it's supposed to be it really yeah. is
0: very very we're not going huge ginormous, but you know from hick town to global mm-hmm. i don't know it's just pretty phenomenal what uh, an idea is and a dream and then how you can plant it and move it and continually moving it so that it's actually reality. And then it's bigger than the thing that you ever dreamt of. Yeah, That's why I always love business. It's always bigger than you think yeah. if you actually make the steps to move forward. Do you see this so, coming? So, huh, no.
2: <laughs> so give your audience and, and give me a sense as to what global means for you guys. How many people have you helped and how many countries have you been to? Uh, I know a couple of years ago, one of your biggest moments as you were just starting to grow was a wonderful opportunity, you had to go do something in Australia, but how many different countries and how many different people have you served then and, and how are you serving those beautiful people today?
0: So I'm going to answer just the first part, then you can answer okay. the second. Because, <laughs> and just so we all are very aware, a global company actually means that you are actually represented in at least two or more other countries. So we have an instructor in Australia, Sydney, Australia. Her name is Jane Hemingway Moore. She's awesome. so, she is. So she does what we do and that is the instructor to help other human beings do well what we do on a regular basis with our clients that come in to, again, get skills to be able to move forward and make their lives strong and Strong, and what was the other word I was looking for? Uh, <laughs> no matter what, it just exactly. because the horse actually teaches them, it really does help them to understand their own personal gifts mm-hmm. inside. Because every human has a gift, so that's the global piece. We have had all kinds of people around the world, and we have gone all around the world, but the global piece is just because of Sydney, Australia, and of course, the Calgary, Alberta, Canada area.
1: Yeah, I mean, as far as training people, you never leave us. Like we always go with people, you can divorce us, but we'll never divorce you. So some of these people, they, they stick with us forever. We've got yeah. the online portion where we still can help to move everybody forward, despite if they're next door to us or if they're a 16 hour plane ride away. Right. It still is always that family and community piece where everybody moves everybody forward rather than it being a, com- a competitive piece or anything else like that Our Our little family is pretty awesome on top of it.
0: It really is. And globally, even with over 400 certified facilitators that we help on a regular basis, it's just so exciting that they, too, lots of them haven't owned their own businesses before. So Mm -hmm. we're a part of this journey with these human beings who are actually, again, creating a little chunk in their little world of, you know, being self-employed and making a change wherever it is that they are, small towns, big towns, Blue yeah,
1: towns, we've even got a couple towns. joining us. We got uh, Deborah on here, Tracy, Tammy, Rachel, other Tammy. So welcome, guys. <laughs> Hi, everyone.
2: <laughs> Fantastic. Um, you alluded to it, but I want you to elaborate it before is what uh, maybe I'm going to rephrase the question. What has business provided you that was unexpected and a very pleasant surprise?
0: Uh, Being global and actually traveling the world and seeing all these incredible horses at different facilities and helping humans who maybe necessarily couldn't come here that we were able to go there. It's, that has, it's been, it's mind blowing Mm -hmm. to this day because I remember three years, three years ago, (laughs) that would be 10 years ago. (laughs) But when I was three years into the business, when this came into our our path it took a long time to decide if we should go in the instructing area because the one thing in business personally that I was always thinking of remember we are liable for everybody that we train out there so you got to be freaking great and freaking good at everything that you're doing so that there is always you know with safety and maintaining that everything is going to be at a very safe place with humans and horses, it was a lot to take on. But I have to tell you, that was never a thought, a dream, an idea until it actually came in, but it's because we were certified and already ready to go that this opportunity arose. So it was actually super exciting to this day. Seriously, I wake up in the morning, I'm like, I can't believe that I get to do this for a living.
1: I can't believe that we get to work with horses. I just, I can't believe it. No, I think my biggest one more on a personal side of, uh, I didn't realize how much it was going to change me. And I don't mean like a, like entrepreneurial or anything else like that, but being able to do this business and kind of step into my own and to be that authentic person that, you know, I've, I don't know if I've ever truly, truly been able to feel like I could be that person, but through working with the horses and helping people and seeing those changes every day and you know, and being with a driver all the time, it changes you, man. <laughs> 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 but it really has been something. I, I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> I, I knew that it would be like I could do the marketing. I knew that even though the facilitation side came in, that it was gonna be rewarding. I knew all those pieces, but I didn't realize that it would actu- actually change my life and me as a solid whole person.
0: Ooh, and that reminds me, I'm sorry, can I just put a little story in there? The first time we went to Sydney, Australia to run our very first course, and we had met my daughter and her now husband up there as well, we went to this amazing, fantastic little harbour harbor so bar thing, and all Carolyn kept wanting to do was take me outside she wanted to keep telling me oh my gosh thank you thank you
1: you don't know with all my heart and
0: i'm like no no it's cool but you're doing it too carrie let me just tell just you thank stop you stop because i can't believe it's changed my entire life doing this so
1: yeah that was a, totally, i, only I had, into it had an a no fish. idea where you are going with that story and i was starting to get really scared Not Really, because, yeah, i'm like what part of that is going to tell? <laughs> <laughs> oh we got someone from virginia too hi lee oh it's lee, hi, lee. lee. <laughs>
2: We know, Lee. Yeah. So your goals have obviously changed over the last. There was a a shift in in kind of direction of the business. The core principles never changed the kind of who and what you are. But what is the goal now? And have you achieved it? And what's next?
0: You know, the goal, I do believe, you know, it's kind of like I know lots of people don't understand that. But Peter's Drive-In, is that what it's called? Peter's Drive-In? i really love the concept right from the get-go they didn't want to keep franchising different places all over yeah.
1: just so everybody knows it's a drive-through that started in calgary so for people in virginia they probably don't know but it's a drive-through restaurant that started in calgary and it's huge like absolutely massive but they didn't ever want to go big they wanted to keep it that mom and pop family one feeling. one store yeah. idea one store i guess one restaurant but it's really well known and you
0: know what personally, for me as well, because you put a lot of risk on the table when you're plopping in all of this money and creating this thing you believe in that you weren't making any money until, of course, Kent came into our life. But besides that, (laughs) you know, we always wanted it to be not where you franchise all over the world. We actually do want to really keep it very grounded. And with just Jane, Carolyn, and myself being in the being the instructors Mm -hmm. globally we don't we don't want to go massive because it's really not our cup of tea and remember the one thing is equine connection is the mama ship so i don't want a whole bunch of people being instructors for us because it's going to take away all of the things that we have learned over 13 years that we actually give to all of our clients the quality like we're not in it for the money, I know can't. I know there are certain
1: pieces of this,
0: but <laughs> we want to make some. We want but that's to. That's not why we're in it. <laughs> exactly, we want to make a beautiful, decent living. You know, be able to take a trip here and there, but we do want to always be very solid in everything we provide with that extreme quality. And I have to say, the goal is to never, ever finish learning about the horse. This is our dedication to these magnificent creatures globally is the more we can understand how they communicate, the more professional we are in actually helping the client to get to the answers that they are looking for. Not feeding our clients answers, because that's not what this business is about, but helping our clients to be able to understand how that horse is truly trying to get communicate and get to the, the gift of that human being
1: with them finding the answers not us giving it to them. I think that's a big part of our goal too, is that it's it's not even just about the certification or the people coming in, but we want the whole public, everybody that works with a horse or plans on owning a horse or anything else to see them in a different way. Yeah. So I think that educational side for us, and we do obviously for those of you who follow us a lot of lives on that kind of information side of things and taking in different ways of learning with your horse and accessing your horse in a different way. Right? So that's a big, piece for us is to continue sharing that knowledge too because it's come so far from the old school horse days but there's still so much more to go that's we want to keep sharing it and Mm -hmm. i think as we continually move forward and the more people that we help to be able to do it because
0: we only run very few certifications a year it's not like every week we're running these schools because first of all that'd be that'd be super tiring but, you know, the one thing that we always strive for, our mo- our motto really is, is we are not successful until you are successful. So, you know, dedicating that, that time into our certified facilitators after the fact is a piece that we always seriously want to keep. And it's very important to us to have a certification that literally helps the humans to do their own business versus... Quitting because they don't know what it is to do after the certification again this is why we hired Kent yeah because you see where I came from I didn't have how do you move this business I was always an entrepreneur I thought hey I know how to make any business role oh no I did not whole different bag of beans not right? until yeah, yeah. And then when Kent came into our lives it just like opened up the gold that yeah. we had in the business that we actually didn't understand. And this is why we now dedicate our lives to helping those certified facilitators come in, build their businesses. And again, then it will be their choice. If they, there is nobody on this earth who cannot make this business work. It will be a choice if you choose not to do it because there's no excuse under the sun for why this business does not work.
2: Fantastic, so looking back, what what does Carrie and Carolyn say to themselves 10 years ago? What are the five pieces of advice you would go back in time to yourself on day one of business and say, do these five things that maybe it took too long to learn. You you were stubborn about it. You fought over it, or you just ended up acquiescing. I'm just going to do it, but it worked out. What were those five pieces of advice you'd go back in time and give yourself?
1: Don't swear at Kent when he tells you how much the business is worth. (laughs) (laughs) get outside oh my goodness that is so funny
0: we should tell that story later we really should because that was a fabulous story getting outside help sooner than later I think would be great but in all honesty I actually don't believe in those kind of scenarios I really don't I believe we had to go through hell hell and hell and back so that we are the best certification company ever because we really care because we've gone through all the hell and and back and we still move through everything that happened through all the deaths through all the money through all the horrible things that happened, through all the great things that happened. if you change any Mm -hmm. of it it wouldn't make
1: the set plan connection no but one thing i would tell other businesses that would have benefited us at that point is to understand exactly that target market piece Mm -hmm. when we first start that's and know that we can't help every single target. We have to be very, very clear on what ours is and knowing how to get to those people. The world has changed a lot, actually, since we first started too, and now it's a little bit easier to make sure you're getting to the right people. But I think if I were to ex- say to another organization that's starting out, that would be something to know right off the hop for sure.
0: That's a
2: solid three. That's good. It's perfect.
1: Oh.
2: Yeah. So i to like enjoy that. this question because we have a shared client together, um, Chesmer Vet Clinic and so this is kind of where this question comes from what have you learned about people in 10 years both clients or staff or in general what have you learned in the last 10 years about people
0: that every single one of them has a gift and because we understand through our certification and through how we understand how humans communicate we understand how we communicate now we understand how each individual communicates it has opened up the doors to Mm -hmm. remove judgment which is really huge don't get me wrong we're still human of course you 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 naturally go into that but we now have an adjustment to be able to make those pieces because the horse never judges so this is why it's so exciting to be a part working with humans to see beautiful gifts that lie within them and to see a human make a change right before your very eyes because the horse said something to them not a human is
1: absolutely the most humbling experience I think I've ever had. And and to play off of that, that people really do have the answers to their own problems. Yes. Sometimes it's really hard to access. And I know there's many of you out there right now who are like, I actually have issues I don't have the answers to. (laughs) And I know it feels that way, but we really do know what's right for us. And when you have that, of course, in the middle of things, they kind of bring out the pieces that we just need to tell ourselves rather than having somebody else tell us. Right. So I think that's something I've very much to learn is that people really do have the answers to what they need for their own lives. It's just a matter of accessing
2: it. So that being said, what's the biggest challenge you two have faced and how'd you overcome it? Like with ourselves or each other? (laughs) Um, Well, let's okay. Good. Let's answer both. So, I mean, as a, as a inform, I mean, you guys have been uh, hand in glove for a long time, great working relationship. Um, so on that front, so two questions then, what has been the biggest challenge in business that you had to overcome? And then the follow up question is, what is the biggest challenge you've had personally in a, just as a, an employee employer relationship and also cause a partnership because there's a lot of trust that the two of you have. So what was the biggest challenge you faced on that side?
1: I think really understanding each other's communication styles. I was gonna say that Was too. was a big one. And not that we started off in a bad place or anything else like that, because we kind of figured out but we, we weren't friends before we started working together. No sorry, Bob. A big part of it too. But we, we are different personalities for
0: making sure that we come together and maintain that peace yeah. in our communication, what we each need. And totally honest with each other as well like i I can tell her anything and she accepts that and vice versa we actually prefer shooting from the hip versus "Mm, do you think i should tell her no we we don't run life like that because that's not life and we don't have time to wait because why we could die and remember when we can die you don't have time to keep
1: thinking of things because then we're living way too much up here and we have to be On the same page we don't have to agree on everything because that's fine we're not going to there's gonna be times that I'm like all right your call you know like I don't think it's a great idea and she'll know that I don't think it's a great idea or vice versa but we both know where our strengths are as well so we have to listen to those pieces too but if we didn't do this stuff and tried to work with our horses in the same way it just wouldn't work (laughs) it really wouldn't we would have to be far more authentic with ourselves and with each other to make it work while working with the horses. Because otherwise, they, they sense
2: bullshit from a mile away. It wouldn't have Ooh, She yeah. swore on she TV. Did.
1: Kent brings it out. <laughs> 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 well, it's,
2: it's so funny you say that because having been through your programs and had my clients go through your programs, it, it's a great observation. And obviously, from the heart, is how do you, as human beings, conduct yourself in the boardroom? and then act different with the horses. You can't, you really have to become your craft. You truly have to become congruent. And would it be safe to say that for other entrepreneurs, there's, so how does that apply to other entrepreneurs then?
0: Okay, so hang on. Are you still wanting to ask the question for the single challenge? Yes. Or single challenge? Okay, (laughs) your biggest challenge, Charles.
1: Oh, Oh. Um, oh, jeez. In business. In business. Overthinking is a huge challenge for me, which is nice that I have driver again. You like you can move forward and push me out of those things, but overthinking, worry, living too much in the past or the future, that's been something that I have to consistently reel myself in to be in the now and understand the differences between, yeah, I might save some money here, but the time benefit of it and kind of moving that way, I would say that overthinking pieces and being in the now has probably been a big one for me.
0: I think so. Yeah, my biggest challenge in business was when we actually hired Kent. We start moving along in business, and then having the deaths of so many of my horses and my mom. I think that was the hugest piece. Mm -hmm. And then having Carolyn here bothered me every day because she wasn't living in in by me. She was actually wait. This is the beauty of doing this business Mm -hmm. is we could do it a lot through the technology, but. The biggest challenge with that was i still loved life no no matter what it was still the most phenomenal thing to experience i just love that little breathing the air in and just knowing you're here but the one thing that it really taught me was holy if you really honestly from the depths of your soul and heart want to make a dream come true that means when these challenges are placed in front of your path There is opportunity in it, which is a different way of thinking. There's always now more opportunity versus problems. To me, it's how my brain kind of changed with it. And you have to prove that you move through all of this versus this must be my sign to quit because all my horses have died. There's no way that this would work for me. So I think that is it is knowing if it is your dream, it's gonna be a ton of work. So if you're up for, Working through it because life is exciting when you work, anyways. Then you got to prove how you move through that.
2: So truly, whatever the challenge of business is, it comes back to: is it is are you congruent with your goal? And then you just have to dive in and, and kind of ante up on your persistence and perseverance. You bet. Yeah. Okay. So we we talked about we're gonna jump back into it. I love the concept of that congruency. And you have to behave a certain way in the boardroom with what you guys do, the energy, the horses, how they read upon you. How what would you learn from that and how would you share that to another business owner? Say, say you're running a plumbing company or a software company or a motorsports or a retail sporting. Good. How would you take that lesson and share it with another business owner?
1: I think the the passion that falls behind everything we do is something that always keeps us moving forward and keeps the goal at our basis, right? It's like in the integrity that goes with it. And I don't care if you're a, if you're a plumber or an electrician or you do siding and cladding for an organization, it doesn't matter. But if you have a passion for what you're doing, if you love what you do, it really does make a huge difference. If you are doing something just for the almighty dollar dollar and there's no passion behind it. I can feel that that would be a very, very hard push every day to actually be able to fall in line with your own business. And I think the parallels with
0: horse and how it parallels to us in human world is so similar. And that's why it's so, so powerful because herds to horses are just like teams to humans. So because of how the hierarchy of the herd is literally set up and how that herd knows every human every every horse has a job because the number one thing they all need is to feel safe number one thing so they don't argue with each other they accept the pieces that each horse brings to the herd and where they actually place it's the same thing for human teams you know if you really want to run that magnificent you know well-oiled company or business not saying it's it's going to be like that all all the time but you have to understand who do you have in your organization Mm -hmm. where do they actually place and this is where this these programs help out so much in understanding who your employees are who are the people that you work with your clients everything so that you understand that beautiful systematic system because humans we do too much thinking overthinking is the death of a lot of us i mean there's positives we create many great things but we still gotta go from here in confusion get it out and go more into our gut. and again mm-hmm. our horses always help us to know that we're actually being in our moments mm-hmm. not being judgmental they're incapable of lying so they give truths to helping teams and organizations understand where the gifts and where everybody should be placing really yeah. No, I think that's
1: a good way of putting it, too, the gifts part.
0: It's all about the gift, man.
1: Gift. Yeah. Well, well and that's <clears throat> a passion platform when you can utilize that gift, right? See, see, we Look at how we came full
2: circle. Well done. So what do you guys like to learn? You sound like you're avid learners. There's always stuff going on in the heads. We're trying not to overthink. But where do you guys like to go learn? What do you like to learn? And where do you go to get better at your craft? Horses,
0: horses, horses. Yeah. Understanding how they communicate, The research that supports everything with the horse that is freaking exciting and of course dancing i love love dancing and going out and experiencing
1: that feeling i like the human side of it too because i like to know how we kind of fall in line with the horses as well so a lot of my other outside stuff is finding research pieces on how like what are the physiological changes within a human body when they feel different emotions or things that can come back and kind of help so I'm very skeptical by nature I'm not sure if you've ever known this man super skeptical but the reason that's super helpful is because I like to go find reasons of why this works all the time and no one understands why and I think that helps us a lot for explaining it to other people yes but it also helps like I just love the idea of how do humans work how do our brains work how do our horses work like how does all this stuff work together and create this amazing piece that it is so that's usually mine is I find random weird things and then Make that knowledge. Can't remember my name some days. But I, can, <laughs> I can remember random knowledge off the top of my head. No problem. She is great yeah. at it, but that would be, yeah. how does it all work?
2: Yeah. So a little more Video. business, a little more businessy then. What has been your best marketing strategy? Facebook. Facebook. And so can you share <laughs> yep. your mind sharing with the audience what your average investment is per month and what does it mean? Can you quantify it and kind of say we spend X amount and we get X amount of clients.
0: Holy jumping tuna fish. head. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> I just realized the first two years we spent money in all the wrong places, mm. which was $50,000. So that was like, well, again, 13 years ago. Then we found Facebook $5 a day. This has been a miraculous way to have business because Facebook again allows you to target where, which area that you're marketing to understanding who your target is. You can put in, the age of the people, the sex of the people, the demographics, it has been stunning. But you know, here's, this wouldn't be fair to give my pricing because we're a certification school, plus we work with corporate, plus we have our not-for-profit piece that helps, and we work with uh, people at risk. So the Calgary Dream Center, Next Step Ministries, Mm -hmm. and these are adults that have been at risk. So we wouldn't
1: like. I, I think that how would you even the starting point it? would be the five dollars a day. Yeah, I would say if you were going to start out with Facebook, which is where you kind of want to be, because our demographics too are worldwide. Yeah, ways we spend a lot more money, a lot more money than, yeah. than necessarily people who are super targeted into their area. If you're a Calgary company, yeah, you could definitely do a lot with five dollars a day to be able to get your information out there. And there's so many facets that you can build in with Facebook to really engage people. And that's the, the coolest thing about social media. And yes, I know there's good sides, there's bad sides and all of that stuff too. But as far as business marketing, this is the first time we've ever had a two-way conversation with our potential clients. Usually it was somebody reads an ad, if they contacted you, yes, then you had that. But now we've got like, people are commenting on here. Faye, I'm really excited for you to get your ducks in a row and join us. Yay, <laughs> Faye.
0: Oh, and we hey. have a horse,
1: Faye. And my mom's name is Faye. See? Faye you definitely belong with them yes <laughs> so these are all the lovely pieces like i love being able to know that we can connect with people before we ever even meet them in person and it is a whole different side of marketing because it's connection it truly is rather than us jamming our message down their throats it's all about how do you connect with people in a different way and our facilitators when they come to see us they know who we are we've already built a relationship with them through social media a lot of the times so it helps us to really connect on a different level you know i went to
0: a big conference because you know here's the one thing being self-employed being an entrepreneur you still have to do outside stuff to what Mm -hmm. to grow gain knowledge that maybe you you hadn't had before so i definitely believe in spending money on personal development because it makes you aware of different things out there so went to this thing it's called the gathering the cult and it's like for the globe trotters like all your huge companies globally in the world so the one thing that was huge for this year before you know the situation happened <laughs> is it's all about feel in marketing now mm-hmm. you know and for all of us who are like thinkers and we want to think about certain things it's actually feeling feeling the the service Feeling the product, but what does the feel look like? So you got to really figure out when you're in business, who is that human, and what do you want to express to them, so that they get that feel
1: about what it is that they want to Mm -hmm. do. So that was a huge thing this year in feeling, and even for the thinkers, you like you still want the. Success is still a feeling, right? Like yeah. the things that they're going for and like still you feel them to the core of your being when you've hit the pieces that really matter to you. So it's always people are all still feeling beings, right? You bet it comes together. But it's yeah, Facebook is probably our biggest number, number. one. Yeah. I mean we've got all
0: we have all social media platforms, <laughs> which are a lot of work to keep up on, but Facebook is number Uno. Mm-hmm. And you know, delegation is a huge thing being in business. Mm-hmm. You have to learn, you only have very few hours in the day. In all reality, there's. N- I wish 24 hours was 48 hours, because I can never get enough done, but you gotta believe in the power of delegation. I love to give the money to the human who's great at what it is that they do, so what? I don't have to think about it. It's released from my mind, they know what works best. Again, like hiring Kent. Yeah. Kent knew the stuff. So he made us work for everything. But the bonus is we paid him to make us think this way and do something different because we were in a place that we after three years were not making yeah. money we money. didn't know our value no nothing yeah. we didn't know well we just didn't know a lot just didn't know so it really is important in delegation to even if you're starting out in facebook if you don't have the time to just do a whole bunch of facebook hire someone to look after your page you know what it's just part of being in business you do have to spend money to make money. Yeah. You will never get away from just, oh, I'm going to spend this little bit of money and I'm going to be this rich. No, you won't. Because you do have to spend some money in order to make that business of yours move forward.
1: However, our greatest ROI is also Facebook. Oh, so. The, hands down. yeah, Best return on investment we get is for sure Facebook. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You mentioned delegation on. in there. Oh, sorry. Go oh. ahead. You mentioned delegation, and I love the statement, but I want to clarify for everybody watching. In your mind, what's the difference between delegation and abdication?
1: Hmm.
0: Oh, I just like hiring people that already are gifted in the area that they're gifted in. I'm not gifted in every single area, so if someone is great at this, I say, "How much to take the pain away from me?" Because you're going to make it great. So I don't know what that is actually called. I, I just always called it delegation, but maybe it's not. I just know people are really great at their gifts and their jobs. So why not work with them? Because then it helps your business. Mm-hmm. And then we're all helping each other. Because you see, we're collaborating everywhere. Because that really is the number one way. We're supposed to be working together. We're supposed to be helping people. So Absolutely. it's a great way to do it.
2: Thank you. Did that answer it? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Okay. (laughs) Um, You mentioned that you you do go, you take personal development classes, um, you've learned a ton in marketing. In the last three years, what has changed in that front? How have you grown personally and or how is the world of marketing? You can pick either one. How has the world changed and your leadership changed and or how has the world changed in the last three years?
1: I think while going for the world changing piece, the world I mean consistently adapts. Like even if you look at something like Facebook marketing, you have to be on the ball all the time because it is consistently changing algorithms and changing how it's utilized and who you can connect with and all that. You have to be on the ball, right? But I think the biggest example of change, and you know, this comes up regularly, would be this COVID piece. And that as a business, it can't be you can't be so inflexible that something like that hits and you're like, Oh, you know, I'm I done we close our doors, right? Yeah. Because yes, everything we did up to that point was all in person, really. Like our certification was in person. Our, all of our client stuff was in person. So when COVID hit, we had to figure out very quickly, how do we make our business still work throughout all this? Because we know people still need this. People are going to continue to need this and we should be continuing to do it. And that was probably one of the biggest flips that we've ever had to do, but we did it and it was phenomenal. And it's working out beautifully, but it's, I'd say that one as if you're talking about world changing type thing and how it has changed, this one has definitely affected the entire world and is really, uh, the business world is taking a hit from it for sure. So you really have to figure out how do you keep being successful through adversity, I guess. And don't get us wrong. So for
0: all of our listeners as well, I mean, people, there's certain businesses like restaurants, for example, like, you know, our hearts go out to them because here is a situation that you have this high overhead expense and you can't have clients, right? So it's not, we don't mean for all businesses, but I mean, for those that can make those adjustments and changes, or maybe you didn't think of it in that different way before, but it can be created. That's what we're talking about yeah, because, absolutely. yeah, that
1: no, we don't want to say that. No, no, definitely not. Because it's hard for many other businesses. Oh, well, and like you said, it means there's so many of them that they can't adjust everything that no. way. We had the ability to, but we never thought we would before, I guess yeah. is where I was going with it because it was never in our plan. In fact, we had precluded well, it, it wasn't our plan
0: two years ago, but then when the COVID did hit, the COVID, when COVID did hit, it just gave us that ability to do that turnaround that, okay, we can do this because mm-hmm. you see it was already kind of there, but now how do we create it so it's still so strong, so valuable, has all the quality, has all the goods, has the understanding, has the experiential learning component that it would still work for all of our humans who are still moving forward, even through COVID and making their their life happen because they're gonna get their dream coming true by cracky.
2: So what does it look like when it's done? What does your business look like? Is it ever gonna be done? Is there an end goal? What is what is the thing you're chasing? Five we years from now, die. seven years from now.
0: One day we will <laughs> die. That is very true. but. You know, I've thought about this many times because I've always often thought, you know, I'll do this until my last breath on earth, even if I made it till 80. I just love this business because of the horses. But, you know, I don't know. We have kind of talked about what the future does look like because the one thing we're sure of is having the three instructors globally. So Mm -hmm. that's the one piece we are 100% sure of. We're not wanting to expand and go bigger. So... But to in all honesty i don't think we've really for sure come up with what that five-year piece looks like we're just yeah. throwing ideas out as to would we do this would we because you never stay stagnant obviously because no. yucky that's not business right but we don't gotta have an continually exit plan. move pardon but we don't have an exit plan not not yeah. no not not yet because we just feel like we're still
2: in it for so we're deep we're deep, we're deep in it, man. <laughs> Well, you're definitely passionate about it, and I love it. Um, If there was one big goal left to achieve, whether you go back 10 years in time or that you revisit that shift where you modified your product and services to kind of focus on on something tighter as far as that target market goes, is there one big goal left to achieve? Is it helping X number of people around the world? Is it having X number of instructors? Is there one big goal left?
1: On a non business level, it would be so people understand horses in a different way. So that's, but that's not specifically for our business. But as far as like how many people we want to have, we try to grow obviously every year as to how many people we certify. And that, but at the same token, we aren't, I don't know, it's not the number driven portion of that.
0: The one goal I, that I'm kind of thinking of that's huge to me, like this is huge, and it's huge to both of us. We've yeah. talked about this many times, you just don't know what it is, I'm gonna say it. <laughs> <Nope. laughs> but helping people to understand how different we are oh, from God. every other certification mm-hmm. out there, like mm-hmm. we have tried in so many different ways, and when people say, oh, what's the difference between you and this one? I'm like,
1: everything.
0: Everything, <laughs> yeah, exactly, so. That was, I still think that's the biggest goal that we have in trying to achieve is when people hit our website or people hit our Facebook page, not only are they connected because it's real, it's wholesome, it's grounded, it's purposeful, but to show right away in very simple format, holy jumping, tuna fish! This is the uh, most amazing certification I've ever heard about so that you're a standalone. Does that mm-hmm. make sense and yeah. business being that kind of standalone so th- that's what i think our goal still is that's, that's a number straight that's straight huge
2: down. goal actually yeah, all right so i'm, I'm going to be a coach here i'm going to take in this interview a little bit offline <laughs> so in, in <laughs> one right, breath mark, you're mark. saying what are you laughing at carolyn
1: i said mark the time how long did it take it was
2: like 50 minutes, minutes. Yeah. <laughs> So in one breath, you're saying you don't want to go, you don't want to be bigger than this boutique that you have, this nice little niche market, and you kind of want to stay small. But you have this wonderful and glorious BHAG of of changing how people think about leadership development, training, certification. Yeah. Don't you feel those two are discongruent? They're they're incongruent with each other, and one's going to get in? But uh,
0: how would that be? incongruent i don't understand how that's possible okay so how many, still, in your
2: current model how many people do you think you can help per year like um, with
0: certificate certifying
1: other yeah. people yeah probably a hundred would you say uh, or a little bit more including australia as well so like this year so far is what what did i say it was 80 something
0: yeah i don't know okay yeah. so there we are because we only okay. have you know 24 hours in a day.
2: Yeah. So we're going we're to roll I- back the tape about four and a half minutes to where you said what your biggest passion is to do what? Change how the world thinks about what? Horses. Yeah.
1: At <laughs> us, really, at the
2: end yeah. of the day. The certification. But yeah. I think that we so can. Yeah, you're you're building a model on. that can only help a kind of a couple hundred people a year, but you have this massive vision. So, The coach in me goes, are you taking big enough actions and thinking different enough about your business to actually achieve your biggest goal? Because you're still still acting small but thinking big.
1: Well, I don't think that we could go crazy big and still have that same piece of being able to help the same way at this point. But I just want the certification to do a standalone. See? To be recognized for for why it is special.
2: Yes. And part
1: of it being is that it is the size that it is?
2: Who do you want it to be recognized by? <laughs> the coach is coming out. I know. God, <laughs> <he is>. <laughs> <laughs> you really can. There's his passion right there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sorry, the question was who do you want to be recognized by? Yes, yeah, so you
2: say you want to be recognized. You want to be acknowledged for what you do, and it's different. But by who? Where do you want this external so, oh, acknowledgement Jesus. from?
0: This is the human being who's like, I want to work with horses but I don't know what it looks like and then they do a little Google search horse businesses or horse courses or whatever the case may be and boom we pop up because we are number one in the Google search we pop up and they're like what the heck I have never heard of such a thing before but again as people are investigating and searching you see just those simple reasons why we are Mm -hmm. completely different
1: than any other and and we want people to do their research yes we want them to go out and see what other companies are out there we want them to see what's included there we want them to see what might be their plan down the line and how it's going to work for them i want all that you do too
0: we do and we don't want we have a very special family or herd like we don't just take money like that's one thing i have to say kent we are very proud of there has been some humans that we say you know what we don't feel that this is the right fit for you and your life. So it's way better if you take a look elsewhere because I love collaborating. I love competition because there's enough business for everybody, right? But there, we don't just take money to take money. We
1: are full into this. And not that they were bad people or doing anything wrong. It just just wasn't the 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 fit fit. for them, right? Mm -hmm. And if we're going to go off of the, we aren't successful until you are, we have to have that fit in place as well, right? It has to still be along the same lines of what they're actually going to be doing.
2: Does that satisfy
1: you? Well, (laughs) yeah,
0: your little brain is going to be telling us stuff later. So you just go ahead. Can't wait for the email.
1: <laughs> Send us a video. Us a video. So maybe this is the time to tell the story. now. so when we first kind of met Kent and we were thinking about, you know, hiring on, he came out to do a program. Kent knocked our socks off
0: because nobody gets through this one little obstacle very easily. Yeah. And him and his guy, boom, 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 boom. There was rules. They worked within the rules. They were the most creative two humans that we've had the privilege of watching. So that got my inside flag going. I don't know yeah. about you, but mine was, holy cow, this is why they're so creative and so successful as coaches because he, they were blowing
1: my mind. Yeah. Then we go in. So ahead. we go in and we're chatting and he says, so how much do you charge for a corporate day? And we said very proudly. $2,500, includes lunch. That's right, we were very proud of Super excited. And he says, I don't think it should be that much, and we were kind of like, "Well, why?" This is looks like a twelve thousand dollar day, and now Harry's jaw dropped. I cursed at him, she and did. it just came out like I did. I was so surprised. I'm like, "Are you?" And then fill in the rest of the legs from there. But he was the one who actually said, "No, I can drive up to this building and see if this building costs money. Horses. I don't even know how much they cost, but I know that they're big animals and they have to eat." says I can tell by looking at your organization you've got an overhead and putting everything together with it. So it was actually because of him that we started to know our value. Our yeah piece of that. And like I said at the beginning of this, he does challenge us regularly. He's not afraid to ask the questions that we're kind of like, I can see can <laughs> and to continue to do it. <laughs> Time add. But it's that yeah. kind of pay <laughs> you to do it. <laughs> That's right. Okay. But it is really kind of it, that's the piece with Kent that got us to think of things in a whole two, new level and to really challenge ourselves in a different way. And, but actually started bringing in the business for us too. So, and then we worked with, then we hired him after that. Yeah. After we cursed him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he still took us.
2: <laughs> so it is, it is one of my favorite stories and I tell it probably three or four times a year, just mindset. And so how important is pricing? What were the couple lessons you learned from pricing strategy? that you'd like to share with everybody. Cause it was, I mean, they were massive lessons. Like you think about one business choice and how many things changed as a result.
0: Oh my goodness. When you devalue your business and what it is you provide, when you devalue, you do not get business. Yeah. When you value it for what it is that you've got, oh my gosh, doors open, paths open up.
1: And people spend money. Yeah. And they give you money. Know who your actual competition is. Yeah. I think that was one of our biggest ones, too, is that we thought we fell within the worst people side of things, and that's not. No, we don't. At all. So it was you that kind of opened our eyes to understanding that piece in a lot of ways because it is so important. You don't put yourself, because then skeptic people like me, like, well, why is it so cheap? It must be garbage. Exactly Exactly. right, and you don't ever want to get into that place either so the pricing is super important Do your research on it see where you fit in with things and where where do you want to fit in with it? Right, you don't want to be a budget company then don't be a budget company
0: You know, it's like even when you're doing personal things like we're building a a house right now The one thing I always kind of go for because my whole thing is service Mm -hmm. in any business or product that I have with the company it's service service I would pay lots of money to have because it's the most joyous way to do business. But the one thing, if it's too expensive, I really take a look, and if it's too cheap, I actually, the lowest price person or trade never gets the business from me. It's so bizarre how this rolls, but now they don't get the business. It's between that medium and the high. Like it's, you know, comparing those two because I really do expect to have That service piece so it's an enjoyment as we're spending
2: copious
1: amounts
2: of money yeah so I want to recap though but in summary so if we talk marketing it sounds like there's three or four pieces that we can leave with the audience from a marketing perspective is know your audience invest money and pay attention to them before you know so think about them before we start sellings and then build a relationship is Mm -hmm. that a fair summary I ah
0: so, good yeah. job,
2: Kent. You okay. made notes, didn't um, you? Um <laughs> and I, I want to recap the price one again because it's one of my favorite all-time stories. Um when I think about those conversations, I think about the swearing, all of it, but I find that the pricing <laughs> changed your attitude. It changed the marketing you did, it changed the type of clients. I mean, I remember one of the first conversations was like, we can't get people to pay. They sometimes show up. They don't show up or payment schedules are messy. And I, I think the comment was, well, if you change your price, you'll attract a better client. Which I think is true. You don't have problems with collecting money. you got people who follow the rules. So, you know, and then as you make more money, it allows you to invest different, too, doesn't it?
1: Yes, yes, <clears throat> absolutely. Yeah, it's kind of that domino effect, because once yes. you start having that piece, you can start to expand so many other pieces of your business with it, too
0: yeah because you know when you get so paralyzed here's the thing that i i don't know this is my huge learning too is lots of people especially starting their own business they get very paralyzed in spending that money and and don't get me wrong i so understand when you don't have the money and you're spending the money it, it's very scary but you know even my mom always said, with that spending that you got to spend the money to make the money i have to say since we have been with you and everything has opened up in that way Even when it's tight, the odd time, I actually spend money on something that we need in the business. And then it's like we get two or three clients. So every time we're kind of like in a low stuck area, I always spend money. And then money comes in. It is the coolest thing in the world or the universe. But if we just held on to the money because it's so tight, tight. What happens is we just don't get the business like we normally do. I don't know. There's something bizarre about that, and maybe you can't can understand or explain it better, but it really blows my brain.
1: Every time The stagnant spend money, people come in. Well, what, what would have happened if we didn't? Nobody would have been able to get that piece That's of marketing right. or whatever it was that we spent the money on, right? Absolutely. So, yeah, it does work. Yeah, it does well, a lot. definitely work that way.
2: <laughs> well, there, there's an old saying I learned many, many years ago. You you know, kind of like you can't collect money with a closed fist. Right, your your palm really, uh-huh. right? So if, I mean, truly, mentally, physically, if you have all your money in a closed fist, you can't spend it. You can't let it go, and you can't can't collect more. So yes, we do, and it's not just physically; it's also mentally. What is that approach yeah. of 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 just keeping the momentum going, but it's also not spending money foolishly either. So let's just make sure this isn't hey, yes. times Absolutely. are shitty, so let's go spend money willy nilly. No, no, there's a plan, there's no. a strategy, there's some decision making that goes on behind the investment, absolutely.
0: You oh, bet, yeah. and that's dedicated to the business, yeah. not yeah. Uh, flying to uh, Paris for lunch. <laughs> can we do that? No, that no. sounds
2: lovely,
0: okay. doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we can never do that. Although, can't one thing, actually, that's a big goal. The number one thing I would love to do, which is so weird, I don't know, is oh, to fly first class Every time we fly. But awesome. I do have to tell you that part we get a little bit more tighter or frugal on because it's like oh, but that's so much money. You could actually put that money into doing that. But that would be funky if one two, day one day yeah. we say we're
1: spending money on first class. Yeah. Especially if it's like a four-hour flight. And it's like really coming oh, back to Australia. Or something, eight, 12, pod, 15 yeah. hours, yeah. give us the pod. Yeah.
2: So now we're so, just gonna have some that's fun. Good. If, if you were to yeah. fly first class, go into the lounges, do you not think there's a client there for you? Yes. He's
1: got a very valid point. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I do
2: the, number of, the number of coaches hey. I, I work with and that I know uh, myself included that I've met a client in either at the front of the plane or in one of the lounges is astronomical. What, I mean, what is a client worth for you guys? Tens of thousands of dollars. See? What is a new facilitator worth in a different country are you going to meet them at the back of the plane or at the front of the plane or in the lounge well isn't
1: that a valid point that you just made there yes and that yeah. means we got to talk to other people
2: yeah well it might be a little harder to carry <laughs> than Caroline, but that's okay <laughs>
1: Kent is also a great guy to have networking parties. So if anyone ever gets the opportunity, because he literally goes around and shoves you in other people's faces and says, you two are supposed to talk. Here you go. And he leaves you. (laughs) He teaches you how to be able to speak with the other humans.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Fantastic. It's been over an hour. Do you ladies have any parting comments you'd like to throw to the audience?
1: I think your wrap up, there with those pieces were really fantastic because it is true that knowing those pieces about your business is what's going to help you to be your business and move it forward in the ways that you want and I think we should put up your website too here
0: and you you know no matter who it is that you are what business it is you're getting into what industry you can do this making sure you have those incredible tools and helping you to move your business forward correctly which is still going to be hard and is still going to be costly but when you're doing it right from the get go and spending the money in the right places, mm-hmm. it's 100 times more beneficial monetarily doing it that way than doing it all the wrong way first yeah. and thinking you can do everything because no, you can't. But you are a gift, you are unique. So bring your business to the world. They don't know that you got it until you actually let the humans out there know that you're doing it. And it
1: is okay to know that, to hear that outside help sometimes can't see the forest through the trees man alive is it ever helpful to somebody who's on the outside who can't who yes. see things in a totally different way
2: excellent well thank you very much mm-hmm. for your time um not not just for your audience but for myself personally i love your story and i want to share with as many people as possible and i'm looking forward to sharing your story with western canada people around the world that um business is for isn't for everybody but it can be for you And it can make the smallest things most successful and create wonderful lifestyles. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing your story and being passionate about what you do. Keep up the amazing work.
0: Thank Thank you you. so much, Kent,
1: for everything too.
2: You're welcome guys. We'll talk to you in a little bit.
1: Thanks so much for tuning in today with us gals from Equine Connection on today's episode of Changing Lives with a Horse, of course. Next week we're going to have tons more information and please join us then for more chatting on how these phenomenal creatures are really the best teachers around. We'll talk to you all then.